Did you know that God really only has one law? So many religious factions have different instructions, rules, and regulations. But the only law that really matters is love. God's Only Law with host Bill Cohen shares that one true law. Here's Bill. This love story, where love is unconditional and everyone in the story is invited to live in a kingdom born of love, continues with our learning to love like God. How does God love? In John we are told, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that so whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He never condemns us. He truthfully tells us how this world works, and what the future will be like. Then he allows us to save or condemn ourselves. Love can do nothing else, since loving others means we care about them more than we care about ourselves. Rather than condemning us, he calls us to repentance. So God tells us in John, When Jesus had lifted him up himself, and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. We have a choice. Repent or condemn ourselves. He's looking for a community of servants, which Jesus demonstrated for us. If we are too proud to be servants, we will choose to ignore his invitation. Jesus' gruesome death on that cross provides us with a startling image of the depth of his love for us, as we learned in Romans. But God commandeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many of today's leaders are willing to sacrifice themselves for the benefit of others? Jesus demonstrated his meekness, his willingness to serve. His form of leadership is not promoted in this world. He tells us in Matthew that those who would be leaders need to learn to serve. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. In John he asks us to love as he does. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Only then can we be fit for eternity. In Galatians, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there are no laws. God's love is patient, peaceful, joyful, gentle, and faithful. When we know Him, we learn to love Him because He is love as he told us in 1 John. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Then we will choose to dwell in his love. Love requires more than just words or even thoughts. It requires deeds, as he tells us in 1 John. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. It is demonstrated in everything we Think, say, and do as it is in everything God thinks, says, and does. He tells us in Romans that nothing can change his love for us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is truly unconditional love. We learn in Second Peter that God is patient. 
The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In Romans, God tells us his law is fulfilled by love. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no evil to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. In Jeremiah, he tells us his love is everlasting, and, and he uses it to draw us to him and the eternal future he has planned. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God waits for us to realize we are better off living in his love, and then he runs to us and kisses us, which we learn in the story of the prodigal son in Luke. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. In Matthew, he asks us not to judge others. Judge not, that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye met, ye shall be measured to you. For he is allowing each of us to judge ourselves. If we believe in him, we will accept his sacrifice and it will cover our sins. If we do not believe in him, our sins will testify to our guilt. This is how he created everything to work together for good, as he told us in Romans. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. When we love God, we walk in, the, in alignment with his creation, and everything works out for the best in the end. This is why he created everything the way he did. He is love, and everything works together in love. Without love, nothing lasts. Everything decays and devolves into chaos. In John, he tells us loving like God means we are peaceful and cause no one to fear us or anything we might do. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I you and give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Fear is not part of God's love. So in 1 John he says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And in Romans, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. God is always willing to forgive us. We just need to believe in him. This means we begin living in alignment with his creation. It means we have no limit to the number of times we will forgive others, as Jesus told Peter in Matthew. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. We need to understand, he tells us the truth. He never changes. He tells us in Revelation that he is always waiting for us to let him into our lives. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and sup with him. God's law of love asks us to live unselfish lives as opposed to the selfishness of this world. The contrast 
should be easy to see. If we have surrendered to his love, our lives ought to demonstrate it all of the time. We cannot pick and choose when we will live our lives under his law of love. We need to love like God 24-7-365. Next week, we will continue this love story by exploring the question, are we sheep or goats? Don't be shy. God wants us to test every part of the story, for he is not looking for lukewarm followers, only truth seekers who are looking for his perfect love. Comments, opposing opinions, and suggestions for future topics are all welcome. Just send me an email, bill at reasoningwithgod.com. May the blessings of God overwhelm your week. Thank you.